0: so yeah thank you Trevor for your sermon this morning Um, very reflective I think something that we all needed to hear as we start the new year a lot a lot of challenging uh, things I took from the sermon as well which I think will be good for us to discuss so um, I've got three questions for you Trevor and then I'll open up the floor for anyone else who has any questions or reflections for for you today so my questions Make sure everyone's on mute. Yes, they are. So my first question for you, Trevor, was um, what does a life shaped by Jesus look like? I know you mentioned it in in your sermon, but what does a life uh, shaped by Jesus look like?
1: Yeah, thanks, Denzel. I mean, interestingly, I I reflected on this. You sent your questions through a few days ago, and and the word that came back to me, particularly to thought about this was sacrificial. just an interesting book I read over the break. This is a, this is a book called The Second Mountain by a, a guy called David Brooks, who is um, an American journalist and he was a, a movie critic. Uh, then he presented a program called NewsR, which is a big news program in the states. He writes for the New York Times and he's become a Christian uh, in in recent years. So quite fascinating. If you imagine someone like Andrew Marr becoming a christian you, you, you know in, in in the uk it's 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 quite a big quite significant and i was struck you know he talks at the start of the book about how there is so much emphasis these days on um you know how, how i become the real me is is can i be free can i get free from obligations to other people can i be kind of untethered and be set free to be you know the, the person i'm I really want to be. Um, can I be free from other people's expectations and obligations to other people? And he says, you know, he, he made this discovery. Actually, it's about being in relationship with other people and, and service of other people, that my life has changed and, and that has been part of what God's work has been in his life. Actually, that, that improving himself is no longer something he can do in his own but it's about sacrifice, and it's about living in community uh, with um, other people. And I, I was just thinking about um, really interesting all the commands Paul gives in Romans 12. Um, you know, He talks about blessing other people. He talks about offering hospitality. Uh, he talks about being devoted to other people. You can't do that on your own. No, <laughs> stealing the obvious. How can you offer hospitality and just do it on your own? There's there's something here about dying to self, dying to putting my interests above everything else, and actually living humbly uh, and in service of others. Um, and I think the other things that just struck me again when you talk about what does it look like, it is it is radical and it is it is countercultural and. Um, you know, Paul, Paul never quite quotes the Sermon on the Mount, but I often think Romans 12 is the closest he gets <laughs> to quoting the Sermon on the Mount, you know, loving enemies uh, and looking to bless and not curse. And and like I said, I think, I think we are uncomfortable with the language of radicalism uh, and stuff which feels all oh, a bit too full-on and a bit too full-throated, but I, I just think it's what we see God
0: calling us yeah. to here. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, the next question I had for you was, um, could you speak more about the transformation you, scri- you described that brings lasting change in our churches?
1: Yeah, I, ju- I just think um, it, it comes from encounter with God. Um, I, um, I was thinking this morning again about that question and it reminded me of something my brother a story my brother showed, with me uh, a few years ago. And uh, my, my brother in his church over in Northern Ireland, he's he's in a home group. Uh, one of the members of that home group was a guy called Russell Burney. Russell's a very experienced minister. He was he was moderator of the Presbyterian Church in, in Ireland uh, a few years ago. And Colin told the story about how there was an evening when his his house group were together and everyone was just moaning and complaining about church. You, ever, you know, of being in one of those conversations, just this isn't right, that's not right, I wish that would change. And there was a pause and a quietness and Russell just came in and said, boys, 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 <laughs> what you need to realize is all God needs to do is this. And then he just blew, you know, all God needs to do is, is just breathe and God can, can bring his newness. And I just think, you know, we can't change by following techniques, you know, like what we were saying earlier, we've all seen it, there's, there's tons of books out there, change your church the way I change my church, uh, follow this process, go for that technique. You know, I, I just think too long people have been trying to do stuff, I don't know, purpose-driven church or whatever, it's... it's <sighs> It's not bad stuff in and of itself, but nothing will ever replace the process of us being changed and us mm-hmm. and, and just saying, pouring ourselves out and saying, "God, you've put us in Salisbury. What do you want us to do? Having discovered your mercy and having encountered you, what do you want us to do?" You know, and I, I just wonder if God is not calling us to go to Ikea and get flat pack furniture and build it. He's calling us to do something handcrafted and build something bespoke <laughs> for yeah. sales. Uh, yeah. And I think the other thing I just thought of was, um, you know, the, the transformation that brings lasting change, is something about living out of control. That's a phrase that I've had in my mind. I've shared it with our deacons at times and, and with other people in church, I think, where, where, the, where, where change comes from God, he puts you into the place of risk. And he'll sometimes ask you to live out of control. I think we've been living out of control a lot during this pandemic. We've still probably been trying to bring as much of our control, you know, exert as much of our control on it. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I just think when God moves, he will bring us often to an awareness of what we don't know and what we can't do ourselves. Uh, and throw us back in him. So It's just, it's got to be about encounter with God. I
0: know this yeah. is basic stuff, but yeah. And it's true, fundamental. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. And the last question I have for you, Trevor, was, um, what are the dangers of thinking God can change and renew our churches, uh, but don't have an expectation for God to change us personally? Kind of linking into that question. I just it said, does yeah. link
1: doesn't it? I mean, like, just put simply, what are the dangers of of thinking, you know, he can change the church, not change us, it just, it won't work, I think the thing that I found myself thinking is it won't work, it might give the impression of working for a while, that's the very thing, it might give the impression of working for a while, but it won't bring lasting fruits, I've been, I've been really challenged and troubled, some of us might have seen stories which um, are in Christian media anyway, and on online and social media about just the tragedy and it is is a tragedy of what's gone on in Hillsong in New York uh, in in the last few months where there have been issues around failure of leaders, uh, improper practices and what is striking when you read about what went wrong in, in that church is there was a culture it was all about external appearances. It seems, you know, there was a culture about looking good, uh, looking slick. You, you know, we have to appear really good and be really attractive, uh, because that will make us as credible uh, in in the eyes of the outside world, and then we'll win attractive people who care about these things. And it was hollow, and it wasn't based on Jesus, and, and it was a smokescreen for people to get away with character issues, which which were just all wrong. And, and now the house of cards has collapsed and it's, it's a mess. And that is not to say, let's all talk about terrible things in another church. I'm just making the point, it is about character. God's not calling us to do the big or the slick uh, or the traumatic stuff uh, and have big buzzwords and, and launch grand stuff. God wants, our characters to change and be like Jesus. And, you know, maybe this is another this is thing to think about as well. I'd much rather have a church that was not that big <laughs> and not that shiny and not doing big, spectacular stuff in the eyes of the world. But it was a church where people were becoming like Jesus and people were serving and loving others and really accepting and really looking to bless. You know, far better that. something which is grand and shiny and spectacular you you know god's god's just about our hearts and our desires and and our lives changing so that more people are like jesus and the church reflects what jesus is like to the world
0: yeah yeah big amen to that yeah thank you trevor so i'm going to open up the floor now for anyone who has any uh, questions or reflections whichever feel free to wave or unmute yourself um yeah feel free to share i know it's the start of the new year so many questions uh recovery as well but yeah any any thoughts so So yeah so i'll go to alan
2: first uh, yeah, just a quick comment really yeah, just something from a few years ago was yeah. what would jesus do you know people used to wear the little uh, arm. yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: and it's sort of fits in with what you're saying a bit doesn't it it's like you know what would jesus do if he was in your position because actually then then you're thinking what should i do in this particular situation so you know in selesden or whatever or with other people in the church or people you work with or whatever it's what would jesus do if he was where i am now so, you know, yeah. and sometimes sort of, you know different people are going to end up with a different answer to that for the yeah. same similar situations but actually that's because it's individual to you isn't it
1: yeah absolutely Alan and I I am um, I had one of those bracelets myself for a while and I, I don't know where it is now I, I I find that very helpful as a practice I I, I used to hear some people poo it as being a little bit simplistic just saddened me terribly but I think you're right Alan just I mean, what a powerful question to ask in any situation. It, it's yeah, and if you if you read Romans twelve, and then you go into a situation like yeah, in, in yeah, in, in your work or, or or in your family situation where people aren't reconciling to each other, or yeah, just you're, you're right. Yeah, this this is about being Jesus shift, isn't it? And what we he do? I couldn't agree more. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Alan. Um, Don, I think I saw your hand, please. You are on mute, (laughs) Don, yeah.
1: Thanks, Don.
2: Okay, it's just um, a thought occurred to me, a story I heard some years ago. that related so much to the second two answers that you gave there, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that it it can apply to uh, any of us. But in the story, as I originally heard it, it applied to um, a a minister of a church who wanted revival in his church. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he prayed and he prayed for revival and he wasn't seeing it. Uh, And then he was in his study one day when he felt that the Lord was saying to him, draw a large circle on the floor of your study. Then get inside the circle. Mm -hmm. And when revival comes inside the circle, you'll see revival outside the circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that can apply to each one of us to make sure we're inside the circle with God. Getting what he wants in our lives.
1: No, absolutely. you just reminded me, what, what was the song, Oh Holy God, revival comes from you? Send a revival, yeah. start the working. Day. Is that, yeah, and, and you're right, Don. No, it 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 has to start with our brokenness, doesn't it? And and yeah. and you mentioned prayer, which I think is is also important, Don. I mean, one of the things which prayer is on the list of our first deacons conversation of the new year as well. And, and, and I think i I'd just like to take this opportunity you know I, I think corporately well we're not great at corporate prayer let, let, let me just put it that way we we we, we um you, you, you know our, our, our prayer meetings are not very well uh attended and um I, I make no i don't know about our individual prayer lives i can't comment on that but i i think prayer is important as well and there's something about the business of prayer, which is just, again, constantly seeking God, isn't it? And and throwing ourselves onto him. So I think it's a good story, but in and of itself, But the point by prayer is really helpful too. Yeah, thank you.
0: Okay, I think Sally. Yeah. Yes. Just wait. There we go.
1: sally sorry if you you're you're just breaking up a little sorry you might have to come
0: closer to the computer yeah trevor could you please expand on verse one um where it talks about offering your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god
1: yeah I mean, this phrase, living sacrifice, is remarkable, isn't it, in the sense that, well, first of all, most animals, which, I mean, when an animal is sacrificed, as would have been the practice, I suppose, in, in, I don't know, pagan temples all around Rome, the time that this is being written the animal's not choosing to be sacrificed is it you, you know there's, there's a separation between the person who does the sacrificing and, and and the poor creature which is being offered up that's one of the strikes that, i mean jesus offers himself jesus makes the conscious decision and, and we're inviting here by paul to do something similar And i mean it's it's a very powerful phrase isn't it how can you be a living sacrifice because to be a sacrifice you die don't you and it seems to me to be this almost this inherent contradiction that I, if I'm a living sacrifice, I have to die to myself and I'm putting to death my desires, but actually I do remain a living thing which walks around. So it seems to me there's something about living constantly with an attitude of, of dying to myself and, and, and seeking to be living in a way which is is... It just alert to what God wants me to be in every situation, to be pleasing to him. I think holiness is about distinctiveness as well. I mean, God is other, and he wants us to be different uh, and distinct. Uh, I mean, and I am just like, again, Alan's comment about the what we Jesus do it is quite powerful as well. Maybe that's, I mean, really living in that way. Okay, I'm dying to my desires every day. You need situation that I'm going into. Jesus, what do you want me to do? What, 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 yeah? And and inevitably, I guess as well, a Jesus life is a cross-shaped life because he 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 reveals his glory most or God's glory most fully on the cross, doesn't he? There's so a life lived by him will mean putting others first and sacrifice and inconvenience.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's so much it's in Romans 12 isn't
0: there <laughs> so much yeah absolutely yeah. yeah, any other last questions or reflections for Trevor before we catch up and I just kind of want to throw out there as well I, I know this year is going to be probably a heavy year and obviously last year was, was quite difficult for so many people and we mm. and still do want to offer time of prayer uh, for people so if you uh, do want prayer I know there are a few people in the, in the prayer team Um, Mm -hmm. If you just message me um, privately on the Zoom chat and I can easily um, put you in a space with someone to pray with. Um, We still wanna make that um, available for people who want prayer. But yeah, before before we go into our breakout rooms, is there any last questions or reflections? Okay, awesome. So I'll just press now, let me just stop the video.